I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. Hello and welcome to Which Ways Wisdom Live. And me, Ellen Sentier. Pain points. We all have them. All the time. And... Stress from them, stress from decision-making overload, too many choices, how to delegate, financial anxiety, that's a big one right now. They all can lead to burnout. But what do we do about them? And what I do about them may well be different to what you do about them. We'll have to see. And I've been thinking about it for a while, and I've come up with some ideas just to make it brief for you so that you can see what I'm doing. You have some idea of what I'm doing. But the first thing is to think about what's your main pain point right now. Because whatever it is, I'll bet I've been there too. I might even be there right now. We've mostly all experienced the same pain points. But as I said, what we each do to resolve them can be different. Uh, my current pain point is that I had a really thin August and a not too thick September, and things are picking up a bit now. But it was like there was nobody in the world and I was talking to myself in August. And I'm sure you all felt that. I know I wasn't, but it's the feeling inside that is the thing that happens for you. I know I wasn't talking just to myself. I know there were people out there. I know that because I got comments and likes and engagement, but not a lot. August is seemingly in the Western world a traditional month for holiday. In a lot of the Western world, it's when the kids are at home from school. And if you're a family person, which many, many people are, and many solopreneurs are, then you want to spend time with them because most of the time they're at school. And then you get like a couple of weeks around midwinter, Christmas, 
and then a couple of weeks around Beltane, Easter, and then there's the summer. And the summer is, you know, about six weeks when the family can be together. It can get a bit rushed off its feet and crowded because all the other families are there too. And so it can be a little hard if you're the sort of family that wants to be on its own. But whatever, you probably want to be there. And thinking about the job, you've got the job ticking over in the background. You've got the company ticking over in the background. Then probably if you've got staff, the team, they're sort of ticking over in the background with their families too. So it's not a busy month. It doesn't mean that you have to stop, though, when you're a solopreneur. In fact, it means you shouldn't really stop, not much, anyway. So I didn't. So there I was, thinking, I've died. Nobody's seen me. I've gone. I've disappeared. Which can be quite stressful. And then there's the sideline ones, which creep in, like... Well, you've got this client, this client, this client, this client, but where where is the next set of clients coming from? You can see that a couple of these are going to go on, want to go on, maybe more, but where's the rest of your income coming from? Because the bills aren't going to go away, are they? They don't. So where's it coming from? So then there's this financial thing like, well, I'm all right for the moment, but I really need to get some clients by mid-September or by end of October or whatever your timeline is. So there's a stress in there. There's a niggle in your heart and maybe a niggle in your guts that, whoa, what's going on? What am I going to do? Well, for me, it doesn't mean to say I don't get these pain points. It doesn't mean to say that I don't feel them. It doesn't mean to say that I don't think, my God, everything will crash around my ears. But I've got a little bit more than a lot of other people have. Actually, I've got quite a lot more. Because when I feel these things, and I wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning and I'm there going, where's my next client coming from? Oh, my God. When, how, when's my income going to run out? When am I going to run out of my savings? What's going to happen? La, 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 la. Panic, panic, panic. I do that too. But when I do, and when I've actually released some of it, and you do actually need to release some of it and let it get out there and have it shouting fit and do whatever it's doing, and so clutch the pillow and maybe burst into tears or whatever your thing is. Mine is clutch the pillow. I don't usually burst into tears. I can sort of stop breathing for a while and then remember to breathe again. <gasps> but we all have our own ways, that things that happen. So as soon as I can get more back into myself and not out there trying to grasp things, I go straight into the old practice that I grew up with. Now, you all know a bit about this. So I'm lying there in bed, and I connect to Mother Earth and Father Son. And I connect, breathing in and feeling my roots going down. As I breathe in, I feel my roots going down into the earth, and I connect 
to Mother Earth. And then as I breathe out, I come back up and I go up into the universe, well, into the solar system, to the heart of the solar system, and I connect with Father Son. And then I breathe in and go back to Mother Earth, and I breathe out and go up to Father Son. And this is happening. This is a, a flow of energy which is happening through my body. And it's connecting at each end to Mother Earth and Father Son. And we see it like a thread. And it's a thread that goes out from my heart and connects to the heart of Mother Earth, comes back up and connects to the heart of Father Son and comes back down. But then you get an extra, which you get immediately, actually. As soon as you touched into Mother Earth down there, she sends out a thread and it comes back up with yours. So there's two threads coming up through you and they go out across the solar system and they connect to Father Son. And there, Father Son, oh, hello, sends out a thread, connects with your two threads, Mother Earth and yours, and three threads come back down through you. And this pulses through you in, in and out. Get this right with that, waving my arms the wrong way. In to Mother Earth, out to Father Son. In to Mother Earth, out to Father Son. So that's too simplistic. And I, when I'm training you and I'm teaching you, I take you on a lovely little journey, about 25 minutes, going there and really following through with my voice, going there, connecting, and then connecting and going through you. And that connection, it's really wonderful because it makes you feel that you really are a part of Earth and Sun, which, of course, you are physically, and you are in physics and chemistry, and you are spiritually. We're not separate things. That's a sort of sophist, philosophical sophist thing that has grown up really only in the past two, three hundred years, that we are separate and you know, I'm separate from you, I'm separate from my husband, I'm separate from my cat, I'm separate from my garden, I'm separate from my house, I'm separate from my car. I'm not. The energy that has come together into the metal and plastic that makes my car is the same energy that is making me. The energy that has made my husband is still the same energy, sort of energy that is making me. It's in different forms. It's in different bodies. But we connect. We can't help it. And modern physics, especially particle physics, really does show you that. So does modern chemistry. Because we've now got like chemistry, biophysics and physics. And they're all like blending together to show that they aren't separate things. That was a sort of Victorian idea, which then went on a bit through the 20th century, that you, know, you could have little parcels of this, and you could specialise in that. And yes, you do to an extent, but you are still always connected. That's what connecting to Mother Earth and Father Son makes you know in your bones, as we put it.
You feel it. It isn't something that you know in your head. You know it actually in your body, in your bones, in your heart, in your feelings, in your guts, and it sparks off your intuition. All of that is really, really important. So there I am, lying in bed, having a panic. Where's my next client going to come from? You know, will it be the end of October and we're all down to one baked bean and no cat food? My major priority is cat food. No, I am the crazy cat lady. Fine, we're okay on that. So my priority is cat, various other things, me, husband. Let's not go into that. It's funny, but we all have our priorities. And your priority may be, you know, my child, my children, and then everything else. But it's whatever our priorities are that is going to cause us this pain that we might not be able to fulfill our promises. We might not be able to look after them. And, of course, we might not be able to look after ourselves. And then that brings out yet another pain point, which I see with clients a lot, is like, but if I can't look after myself, what are they all going to do? Because, you know, my children, uh, my cat, my dog, my maybe my husband, maybe my dad, maybe my mom, other people are dependent on me. And if you've actually got a team and you've got staff, they're actually dependent on you to some extent too. Yes, they've got the ability to change and they've got the ability to move and all that kind of thing. But at the moment while you're employing them, while you are the boss, you are responsible for them too. So all of these responsibilities land on you at three or four o'clock in the morning. So you are in a stressed state. And if you stay there, you will burn out. If you can't relieve, remove, preferably, that stress, if you can't find a way through that stress, you will burn out. And then you will be incapable of looking after yourself and incapable of looking after everyone else who is dependent upon you. And that's an awful thought. I think probably for all of us, certainly is for me. So, my first port of call is to connect to Mother Earth and Father Son. And I do that in bed and I go back to sleep. And I get at least three or four hours more of good sleep before I have to get up. So, I am actually waking up refreshed. And I wake up refreshed and I can sit up in bed and I can look out the window and I can go, oh, oh, that's nice. There's a sun on there. Oh, there's a fox in the field out there. Oh, how lovely. Look, squirrel sat on my gate. This bird is singing. Little bird sits on the top of my window. I can go, ah, oh, I can reach out to the world around me and enjoy it. And as I reach out and enjoy it, so I get energy back from it because actually everything does respond to us. We may not notice it properly because we're expecting it to talk in whatever language we talk in 
or do things like we do. But why should a bird talk like that? Bird does bird talk. And yes, they do understand us. So does the fox. So does the squirrel. So does my cat. So does yours. Our problem is we don't understand them. Which takes me to the next place and the next place of my support team, my spirit team, and first of all, my familiar spirit. Now, you may have heard, most people have heard of power animals. This is mostly a, say, centralish, southern North America and Northern South America and Central America terminology, although not completely, because no, I'm, I'm a bit wrong there because I think it, it works the same thing with the various native peoples in Canada, for instance. Now, that's their terminology, and various anthropologists who've written about shamanism have translated it that this is the animal that holds your power. It's been very rough. For us, it isn't like that. Now, long, long ago, I was lucky enough, able enough, to go to America and actually meet some native people, not at a sort of do or a course or a powwow or anything like that, literally meet them in their own place, out in the wilds. Actually, this was in central Kansas. And speak to them when they're not talking to a load of whiteies who are probably too thick to understand. I totally get that they feel like that about us too. I'm okay with that, not a problem. So we talked really equal eyes. You know, they knew I wasn't looking down on them or looking up to them. And they were not doing either to me, neither were they disdaining me in any way. How do you do it? What do you do? We're actually sitting on the edge of a very big cliff. Um, me and our friend and three native people who had come riding up on their horses. And we were all sitting there watching the sun come up. So it was real Steven Spielberg special effects moment. It was glorious. And I started saying my sunrise ritual words just greeting the day and then you do that so so, i think you do too so we then started the conversation and we started the discussion yes we both greet the sun coming up yes we both feel like the sun is kissing mother earth awake and that was their words not mine and but i hung on to them ever since because I think it's beautiful. So they connected with Mother Earth and Father Son as I was connecting with Mother Earth and Father Son at that time. And so was my girlfriend. So once they realized that, we got a lot of talk about what was going on and what we both felt and how we both actually had rituals and ideas and our system, our tradition of how we work with things and how similar they were. That was delicious. That was totally delicious. Because 
I thought so. I was um, 18 at the time. So, you know, not very, well, a bit grown up, but not terribly grown up. And they were older, they were sort of late 20s, 30s, these people. And uh, yeah, it is the same. And Dad had said, you know, yeah, we all believe the same things in different ways all around the earth. Uh, you know, they do it differently in, say, South Africa or Egypt or Thailand or America or wherever. And so this was like, so we do. I'm actually here, hearing it, living it. That was a big thrill. And it was a big further belief that I was connecting. But I'm back to the power animals. We call them, and you'll have seen this probably in some stories, we call them our familiar spirits. And they're like our best friends. And they're spirits who've known us over many lifetimes, although we may not remember that. And they may have come to us perhaps in, well, one of my current clients has a raven who has been coming to a raven for a long time, like maybe 40 years old. And this raven has been coming to her house every morning or nearly every morning and greeting her for 13 years, I think it is now, she says. Now, she knows it's this raven because, of course, she's seen her. I think it's female. She's seen her so often. She can tell the different little tiny feather markings and marks around her eyes, which are particular. So she knows it's the same raven. And she's been talking to her, this raven, more and more and more. And since she's been working with me, it's become quite a deep conversation. So she's got, and she's realized that she's had for a long time, a familiar spirit who knows her and who has reached out to her, say, first of all, in this life, 13 years ago, and is now really talking to her because she is learning to listen and hear what the raven says. Now, she runs her own business. She's a masseuse and a very good one. And she works with this raven now as part of her massage business. So she's got a problem. She's got, um, well, the other few months back, she had to move premises for all sorts of reasons. And finding a new premises for her business was quite hard work because she didn't she need needed to be fairly close to where she lived but not too close and it had to be very convenient for her clients to get there and all this sort of thing and it took a bit of a while and she was working with me then so I said well why don't you ask Raven ask Raven for some help see what Raven has to say so she said oh Oh, all right then, because it's a bit new to her, of course. Fine. And so next morning, she she was actually in the kitchen just washing the breakfast. 
And Raven came down and perched about three feet away, the other side of the window. I said, hey, you know, I've got this problem. I, I really need to find somewhere for my new premises. Can you help? said Raven. <laughs> and so she said, well, is that a yes or a no? Or, or what? So Raven said, I flapped off. Oh, okay. Not sure that worked. Ellen told me to do it and I've done it, but what happened? So she went in and in the evening, just as she was packing up to come home, you know, tidying the place up, all that sort of thing, she got a phone call. So I think I know someone who might have just the room she wants. And this was somebody she knew. Now, oh, right, okay. Um, but you can't see them for another couple of weeks. Is that all right? Can you hang on that long? Oh, you know what it's like when you sort of really want something fixed. You want to know it's there and you've got another two weeks to wait before you can. More stress. So next session, she, she said, this had happened. So I said, and what did you do? She said, well, actually, I did think about what you said. So I told Raven about it the next morning. So Raven, and she's recently, just since I gave her this problem, she's taken to sitting on this perch, which is about three feet from my kitchen window. And she'll sit there and look at me. And sometimes she'll have a preen and look at me. And sometimes she'll car at me. And sometimes she just sits. And I tell her how I'm feeling about it. And she I found I'm doing this. I'm there sort of washing the cup or something like this and I'm telling this raven how I'm feeling and some mornings I'm feeling really bad and some mornings I'm thinking well I'm hoping it's going to be okay I've just got my fingers crossed that you know we'll be able to meet in what 10, 10 days or you know next week or whatever and then I go into work and then over the weekend after that session with her um Raven came down and she was in the garden and she was um, doing something, doing some gardening. And the raven came right down and actually landed on the grass by the bed where she was working. And she'd never done this before. So she was like, hi. Yes, great to see you. She was about sort of eight or ten feet away from this, this beautiful bird that she'd known. And she said, How's it going with my rooms? I still haven't found anything else. I've been looking still. You know, I know I've got this possible offer coming, which will be next week, maybe. But I've still been looking. I still can't find anything. If it looks nice, it's too expensive. And if it's the right price, it's a rubbish room. And I'm not having my clients in there. And so Raven did that. And they do that sometimes. And then Raven pecked at the ground three times and so she said what's that mean so raven pecked again and what you know what's this what are you doing now raven pecked again at the ground and this time a stone came up out of the lawn right and it was white that's well yeah, thanks. So Raven popped up and fluttered away. So she went over and picked it up. And it was a little piece of quartz this size. 
and it was white, pure white, quite shimmery white quartz. It was tiny, and she'd never seen any in the garden before. In fact, it wasn't. She hadn't got the sort of soil and rock underneath the garden where you would expect to find that. And she hadn't been putting any pebbles down that might have contained it or anything else like that. Of course, some bird might have brought it in, but she hadn't seen it. And it hadn't been turned up by the lawnmower any time, anything like that. In fact, it hadn't been there at all until Raven had been pecking in the ground. And there was a little divot, a little hole in the ground where Raven had pecked. So she picked it up and took it home, took it indoors, kept it safe by her bed. And the next week, her friend rang again and said, oh, I think um, this person can see you on Wednesday. Um, how about you give them a call? This is their number. They said to give them a call and fix an appointment. So she did. And the Wednesday, and it didn't happen. Couldn't make it. The person could see her on the Thursday, and she was absolutely up to her eyeballs and clients that day. So I thought, like, oh what am I going to do? So she said, well, I'll try and see you at four o'clock, if that's okay. Okay, the person said. And she still didn't think she could do it because she got a client. And this was Monday. So Tuesday morning, she gets a text message. I'm terribly sorry, but... My kid came home with a cold, and I've got a cold. I'm going to have to cancel my 3.30 appointment. And she was like, oh, really? You know, answering the client. I'm so sorry. That Yes, that's fine. When do you want to rebuild the fixing all that? And she was like, what? Oh, my God. So she was able to go. And she had the wit, she didn't ask me, um, but she had the wit to take the piece of crystal and put it in her bag on her journey to visit this person and these rooms that she might be hiring. She went there. And she'd like the address because it was just the other side of this park. And I know where she lives and works and I know this park. And it really is only small, but it is so beautiful. So she wanted to be that. So she was there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, is this real? Is this really going to happen? And uh, so she went there and walking across the park and her heart was going, you know how it is when you really want something and you almost don't want to want it in case the wanting it puts it off, all of the stuff that we go through. But she hung on to her call and she got there and she met this person and the person, she really liked the person, very nice. And the rooms were gorgeous and she got a sort of a small kitchenette and, um, you know, obviously the toilet facility. She actually was a shower in there as well. And she got a sort of waiting room, small, but perfectly adequate. And then the massage room, which was lovely. And actually had a view of the trees it was on the first floor so nobody could look in and it had a view across the park of the trees of course she'd fall in love just like that so she gets a says, well it's it's nice but i mean how much do you want for it and it was just over her budget a little bit over not terrifyingly over but over 
She said, well, I really do want this. And um, I think I can do this. And the person said, well, if you could come back and tell me on next Monday, remembering we're on Thursday now, um, then that'll be fine. So she went away. <laughs> I want this. I want this. And she was walking back across the park. And she was about halfway across. And whoosh, these black wings came over. And she'd never seen Raven out there. And whoosh, back again. Landed on the ground. And whether you know, Ravens very often land and they go hop, hop. And so I looked at her. Big up like this, looking at her. And she, so she said, they're gorgeous, but I'm not sure I can afford it. And this line went through her head. She said, well, next month, you ought to be putting your prices up. You haven't put up your prices for nearly two years now. And you should be. So why don't you start telling your clients that, you know, fortunately, things have got to go up and that you've got this move. And it's going to be really, really nice. And everybody's going to have even more gorgeousness than they've already get from you. And put your prices up. Now, she didn't really get words. She got this knowing, you know, when you, you know that's what's just been said to you in her head. And she was really nervous about it. Again, probably we're all been there, you know, kind of put my prices up. Everybody will run away. I'll lose all my clients. It'll all go wrong. So she's what about over the weekend? And she really did the Earth Sun connection and she really connected with Raven every day. And Raven was still there coming every morning on the perch. And on Monday, when she saw her first client, she said, Well, this is how things are. You know, I've got to move. Well, I know where I'm going to move to, and it's lovely, and I need to put my prices up. And this is what I'll be charging from. The first of next month. Client said, Oh, yeah, that's fine. So she did this with all of her clients, and they all said a variation of, Yeah, that's fine. I'm surprised you hadn't done it before. It was really nice. And yeah, that looks great. That'd be fine. She could now afford the new rooms. Things have gone on and got better for her. And she's got more working and more work coming. And she is also able to work outside. There's a lovely river that near there where she can work and a lovely, and she's now working in the park as well. So she does work outside with some people. And it's working for her. But she said to me, without Raven's support and without you pushing me, and first of all, making me connect with Earth Sun so that I really got that into my bones. And then helping me to know that Raven was my familiar spirit and how to connect with Raven. So I'm only a beginner at it yet, but I'm getting better. She said, I don't think any of that would have happened otherwise. So that was a little thing about how I and my clients go through pain points, find our way. We're solopreneurs, yes. And we're on our own in that sense, in that you know we don't have any business partners, we don't have a team or staff or anything like that. Um, we've both got VAs, but that's about as far as it goes. And 
because we connect with our home planet, Mother Earth, and our home star, Father Sun, and because we're open to nature, and because we're open to spirit connection, which can also appear as part of nature, and we're open to give them our pain, give them our question, give them our fear, and ask what to do, we get the answers. Yeah. It takes practice. And for goodness sake, I learned this through my family, through the old ones in the village, as we call it, the elders of the village. I learned this with the help of other people, with co-pilots. I can be your co-pilot if you want to learn this. And it requires work. Yes, everything requires us to work. It requires change. And that is important, and we need to know it. So it requires change. And you're going to have to work at this. But heck, my clients do. And if everybody could manage to connect this way, think how much easier that stress would be. Because you're not bearing the stress alone. And you are bearing the stress with the help of people, spirits, nature, who give you good advice and who can see a much bigger picture than you can, than I can. So, how about you give it a try? It's fun. It's exciting. It will bring tears of joy to your eyes and mine when it happens for you. It'd be great to know you. So I'm available on the DMs. Contact me. We can start a chat if you'd like and see where it goes. But we do all need to connect. And we need to connect to our planet and our star and to everything else. Our spirit team, our familiar spirit around us and ask them for help. They can, and they will. So, bye for now, bye for this week. See you next Friday. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe, and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing, and that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun, full of badass reality, and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun, and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com. Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life, and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires.